When you're not in your right mind, following the herd, refusing to use wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, you are hereby classified as out of control. You have reached the I'm Dealing With broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. We're going to get right into this topic, out of control. Welcome to another edition of the I'm Dealing With broadcast. Once again, I'm Sean, your host. Hey, I hope everybody is having a blessed day and everybody's doing uh, fantastic and well. And you are on the road to recovery in whatever recovery that is. Uh, Maybe recovering from the weekend. Who knows what you got going on? But it's good that uh, you are tuning in and you are listening. I would bid you good day. Hey, um, we're going to be talking about this uh, quick topic and we're not going to delay the time and try to drag it out. We're going to get right into talking about out of control. Man, you know, uh, when this topic uh, flashed across uh, my desk, I was thinking to myself, you know, how many times uh, myself, and I don't know about you, I can't talk about you, I don't, I don't know what y'all do, uh, maybe you've never been out of control, but, you know, there's been some times where you have, how should I say, sometimes those out of control moments, you know, it just happens, I mean, you know, um, as children, we have out of control moments, we have, we've, we have children that get out of control sometimes, and you parents know what I'm talking about, if you've got children, you know, you've got that child that uh, had an out of control moment. I remember uh, my sister one time had an out of control moment. Um, many times when you know, we would go out and do some different things, um, sometimes, you know, we were taught though that um, in the car on the way going to whatever that destination was going to be, maybe it was to the store, the mall, wherever it was going, maybe it was going to somebody's house. We were given a warning. I mean, if you want to call it a warning shot, I mean, we were given a warning in the car on the way to our destination. And I mean, it went a little something like this. Okay, we're going to so-and-so and I'm giving you one time. This is your warning. You got one time to act a fool. You got one time to not do what you're supposed to, and you're going to get a fool's reward. Okay, so that's exactly how our <laughs> our warning shot went. It was just like that, right? So uh, so we, um, we went to the store, and I think it was my mom and my sister were inside this, uh, I believe it was Mervyn's or Bullock's, some old store, you know, something that's closed, right? And they were in the store, and my mom was shopping. And my sister had just got so tired and, you know, she was just like, you know, I'm done, you know, I'm ready, that type of deal. And shoot, my sister was small. Okay. Yeah, she's still small. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I went there, I went there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, she um, she was uh, small. She was, I shouldn't say younger. She was a lot younger. I mean, even way before preteen. And it was in this store and my mom uh, was shopping, looking for some things. I don't even know what she was looking for. And my sister said, I want to go home with an attitude. I want to go home. My mother said, you know, look, I'm not done yet. And we'll go home in a little bit. Uh, So just chill, you know, just relax your mind, you know, 
kick off your shoes, relax your feet. <laughs> Y'all know what's going there, right? Party on down to the XKB. No, but seriously. Um, but yeah, she told her, she said, uh, yeah, j- just, just, just chillax, you know? And, um, my, you know, I must yeah, you know, yeah. For those of you know, yeah, she wasn't, she wasn't feeling it. <laughs> so she wasn't feeling it at all. So yeah, my, uh, my sister finally said, you know, look, you know, in a nutshell, this kind of how it went. She said, look, mom, you know, if we don't go home, I'm going to lay down on this floor. <laughs> my mother said, I wish you would. I wish you would. Okay. So I'm saying all that because back in the day, you know, you didn't have like time out. <laughs> You didn't have, you know, hey, I'm going to put you in the corner or I mean, well, you yeah, actually, I got the corner. I did. God, I was in the corner so much. But, yeah, you just didn't just go in the corner and that was it. Or you just didn't go to your room and that was it. You just didn't go. All right. Sit down on this bench while everybody plays and you have time out or there wasn't any of. Um, I'm a count to 10. Mm-mm, there was none of that. There was none of that. They told you one time. One time, I'm asking you to do this. <laughs> or better yet, no, they didn't ask you. I'm telling you to do this. And if you refuse, <laughs> okay? So basically, you opted for whatever that, <laughs> I mean, you chose whatever that uh, that punishment was, whatever it was. And uh, yeah, so she, you know, my sister wasn't feeling it. And uh, yeah, she decided to, um, my mom kept on shopping and doing her thing. And she turns around and, looks around didn't see my sister anywhere you know she was already small so she didn't see my sister anywhere she turned bends the corner and looks over here by these clothes and sure enough <laughs> my sister's laid down flat on the floor i mean laid prostrate like <laughs> i mean literally like she laying before the <laughs> lord <laughs> she was i mean it was, it was a trip okay all right my mother <laughs> and again this goes to a different day in time <laughs> a different day in time so my mom <laughs> walks over and sees my sister on the floor and she bends over and she looks at her and she stoops down and gets real close like in her face and she says if you don't get yourself up off this floor i'm gonna take you and i'm gonna wear you out before we even get home and boy she never jumped up so fast <laughs> because children will they will they will tempt you Oh man, they will tempt you. I, I, I know I'm a parent. And even though my children are adults, you know, even as adults, they tempt you. And as a child, me as a child, I, um, I did a lot of provoking. I did a lot of provoking, but uh, a lot of it was because of my own choosing. It was because of uh, sometimes you wonder how far you can go. Sometimes you think you're in control. Um, sometimes you think that, hey, you know, my parents don't know it all. You know, and it's sad, especially when you have parents that have laid a, a decent foundation in front of you. You tend to think that they don't know anything, that they don't know nothing, that they've never lived the life you're living, that they've never made a bad decision or ever had a bad choice. And we think that we can just do anything we want to do, and there's no repercussions when in actuality, the parent is really trying to prepare you for what's to come because what's to come is you have to, and we're going to, you're going to listen to somebody eventually and listening to that parent 
and or that grandparent, whoever is raising you or now you're in a, an adult, you know, listening to somebody, whatever you don't do as a child, you're going to have to come back around to that later on because you're going to have to either listen to the landlord, listen to that local municipality, listen to that supervisor, that manager, that CEO. Um, you're going to have to listen to customers. Let's just say you are the CEO and you have a business. Guess what? If you're not listening to your customers, you're going to lose your business because there's nothing like getting bad reviews. You know, think about it, restaurants and things of that sort. You'll see it online all the time. I know people right now and you probably do the same thing where you actually go on Yelp and look for reviews before you decide to go to that event, before you go to that hotel, go to that restaurant based upon reviews and that when they have bad reviews and, and bad things, that's usually because somebody decided not to listen. And thereby, you know, when we go by not listening and think we know it all, but thinking we can do our own thing and think that there are no uh, repercussions for anything we do, we call that out of control. And man, I, uh, um, I got plenty of out of control moments. And one of them that I'll share with you, actually, I really got a couple I'll probably share, but this particular one, uh, my brother, my brother, yeah, I'm not going to necessarily talk about it. It has nothing to do with him, but it does. He was getting married and uh, he was getting married out of state. You know, after he met his wife, he was engaged and was getting married. And I was happy for him. You know, I was really happy for him. I was happy for the moment. I was happy for all the people that came and showed up. I was happy for uh, a lot of things. I was just, I was really happy for him. It just so happened that um, I was just, I was happy for him, but sometimes you go through that moment. Maybe you guys haven't done it, but you ever go through a moment to where you're happy for someone else, but you ask yourself and wonder, when is it my turn? You know, when am I going to meet that somebody? When is my business going to take off? When is uh, will I get my bonus? When will I get my raise? When will I get the right position? When will I get elevated? When is it my turn for a new car? When is it my turn for the house or that new apartment? When is it my turn to get my credit straight? You know, you go through those moments where you're happy for others and their accomplishments, but you go through that moment of what about me? And it's not even a simple fact of jealousy. It's not even a simple fact of being upset. It's not even a fact of being disoriented or um, acting crazy or anything. But you go through this moment of thinking, what about me? And I think all of us uh, men, we go through this moment where we think to ourselves, what about me? Because there's many men right now who are coming home to empty homes. Plenty men who are driving in their cars and no one's sitting next to them to hold their hand. No one to rub their head while traveling. And they're going from house to house, maybe state to state, maybe city to city, traveling on business or whatever the case may be. And they have no one. And they always ask themselves, what about me? Maybe you're building your business right now and you see a lot of followers and a lot of actions and a lot of likes and a lot of responses to a lot of your friends who also have businesses. But then as much as you're happy about them, you begin to ask yourself, when is my when is it my turn to take off? When is my product going to launch? You know, and we go through these moments of this. All of us go through these moments 
of what about me? When is it my turn? So I, I come back home and it's interesting because I come back home and I'm waiting at the airport for someone to pick me up. And my cousin, she came um, to pick me up at the airport and I told her to take me home. I said, take me home. And I was feeling, how should I say, you know, as we say out in these streets, I was feeling some kind of way, okay? I really was. I was feeling some kind of way. And um, I was happy at one space and time. But now I've left that happiness, and it just so happens that I was the first one to return back home. My parents weren't coming back for a while. Um, Some of the rest of my family members weren't coming back for a while, and I came back home early. And I mean, I was not in the great, uh, the greatest spirit. I didn't have the greatest attitude um, because I was wondering about me. And, you know, I think all of us go through life to where, uh, especially when it comes down to relationships, man, especially when it comes down to relationships, that um, you're looking for somebody or that special someone whoever that person is doesn't matter the race the color the creed doesn't matter the social economical differences um but you're looking for you know that special person that you can actually call your own you know that one that's going to be dedicated to you that one that's going to you know love you for everything that you are and of course everything that you're not because you know we put up a good front we say we we're this and we do it like this and we're good like that and we got this but then what about all the stuff that we don't have <laughs> you know we you know we will open up our garage and let them see all the great stuff about us but we forget about the closet that's underneath the the, uh, the stairs and we won't let them go in there because that's not you know we don't want to show that we don't want to put you know that foot forward you know, I was taught that, you know, in everything you do, you always put your best foot forward, right? You know, have you, haven't you been taught that? But the truth of the matter is nine times out of 10, the real person is the, is the other foot that's following, not the one that's out in front. That's really the real person. And um, I've come home. Um, my cousin, she drops me off um, at the house. I immediately dump my luggage uh, in my room. And um, I didn't even unpack it. I just went into my closet. So it happened to be on a Sunday afternoon uh, when I came home. And I immediately, you know, hop in a shower. I change clothes, uh, get dressed, and, um, yeah, go out to the garage, put my bike rack on the back of my car, put my mountain bike on the back of it, and I head out to the beach. Yeah, I did. And um, I probably rode probably about 15 or so miles that day. I was all, I was up and down the beach. I rode basically from the bottom of uh, Mission Bay, Mission Beach area, all the way up to La Jolla. And I mean, um, and it was just me. It was really just me. I didn't meet anybody there, you know, some buddies or something. Because normally I would. I would have a bike or whatever and go meet some buddies and we'd do some riding out there. But... Yeah, and I because I had a lot on my mind. And I mean, literally, it, it was tough because I was waiting for my turn. And sometimes in waiting, you can do some stuff that's just not right. 
so later on it it took some time and um yeah it really took some time and i met someone i met someone i i I thought i really really met someone so time went on and you know me and the particular person were you know just kind of hanging out and this that and the other and um i actually thought i actually thought that it was a good thing you know not sure how long you know where it was going to lead, but I actually thought it was a good thing. And going through that process, I mean, there are times where, you know, you go through, you know, you do the right thing, you know, you, you're taking them, you're going out, you're going to places and you're this, you know, this, that, and the other that you're doing. You Maybe even going to church, you know, hanging out with them at church, at your place of worship, uh, dinner, you know, movies, about, you know. And I mean, um, one time I, um, this particular time, it really threw me for a loop. Uh <laughs> Guys, maybe I'm probably traveling down your lane. I'm traveling down your lane right now. Watch it, cause I might park that car in your garage, right? So um, I, I I'm out and I'm just hanging out, kind of doing my thing, and I and I call the individual and I call them up, see what they have going on and what have you, and uh, they asked you know to you know come by, come hang, and you know go you know go somewhere. I said yeah, bet I had nothing going on. I'm like yeah, yeah, let's do that. So, you know, left, went out and hung out and, and what have you, and come back and, um, you know, you drop them off. I don't know about you, but, you know, I've, I was taught, you know, you, you don't, I'm sorry, you just don't honk the horn. You know, these, these new fellas, fellas, men, if you're not teaching your young men to walk up to the door, ring the doorbell and meet whoever's at the door, you're wrong. That's not, that's not what you do. You ring the doorbell, you come in, you meet whoever's there, you know, ask whatever questions, answer any questions and, you know, go about your business. And then, of course, when you drop them off, you walk them right back to the door. You just don't let them out at the street and you sit in the car. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just not what you do. You walk up to the door, you, they go in, whatever. And then when they're safely in, you get back in your car and then you bounce. That's Okay. So, and because this was an enclosed place, went in to walk with them uh, to the place. And again, this is, this is daylight. This wasn't even like nighttime. So it wasn't nothing like crazy or nothing like that. Get to the door and, you know, we had some plans later, like to do something different, you know, do something else and go in. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's like, hey, um, thank you. I'll talk to you later. Like, wait, 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 what? Wait, I thought, we were going in for a hot minute and then we we were going somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'll talk to you later. Now call me. I mean, now mind, mind you, this wasn't the days of like cell phones and all that. I mean, you, you had a lot more, you know, pages and stuff like that, that. A lot of, a lot of that, you know, when the days of, you know, really, you know, cell phones, stuff like that. Those that had cell phones were either doctors or drug dealers. That's just what that was. And I'm just like, wait, wait, what? You know, what's up with that? So I left, right? And um, and I'm tripping because I'm like, of all things, if there's something's up, I mean, at least let me know what's going on, you know? So I was just like, yeah, okay. So I bounced. I, I left. I got in the car and I left and went over to a payphone. Yeah, <laughs> a payphone. Yeah. You don't know what a payphone is. You know, it's one of the machines you stick the coins in and you get some time. Depending upon how much you put in determines how long you can stay on the phone. Okay, so I went to a payphone 
They used to have them at just about every, almost every corner near a gas station, you know, just whatever. So I went to a payphone. <laughs> if you don't know what payphone is, look it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> God. Yeah, so I went to the payphone and I called one of my buddies. Of course, you already know who that buddy is, my boy Keenan. So I called my boy Keenan. I'm like, going, yo, hey, yo, check this out. He's like, what? You know, so we're having this little conversation, this little dialogue. So I asked him, like, you know, what are you doing? You know, he's out and wherever he was. And so we didn't get a chance to hook up. So I said, forget it. So then uh, I ended up going back to, you know, my near my neighborhood or whatever. And, you know, dialing an individual back. Hey, you know, what's going on? Whatever. And uh, yeah, I get voicemail. <laughs> yeah and this went on for several days where um i was not getting a return phone call back yeah really and uh, in the beginning i was kind of cool with it i was you know because i'm a man right i was cool with it i was like okay whatever it's all good and uh yeah it's just what it was i was like yeah you know all right cool but after about a week, I was like, wait, something, what's, what's going on? What's, what's the deal? So then um, about a week or so went by and I get this random phone call from the individual. And they ask me and they say, um, hey, are you busy right now? Because, you know, I need a ride. <laughs> and I'm like, what? You know, and y'all know. See, I'm older now, but I was young then, okay? So it was like, I need a ride. And those of you that are very mature, even myself now, you know what where this is going. And I mean, so in my mind's eye, then, then, not now, but then, I was thinking to myself, cool she okay so now we can talk we can you know hang out and try to get this thing back on the road get this thing back flowing again you know all the good stuff and then figure out what's popping you know what's cracking i'm sorry those old words I mean, yeah i gotta figure out you know some of the people that listen to this don't understand what's cracking y'all yeah okay so anyway and i say um yeah 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 well where you at so they told me where they were they're at a certain school they needed you know they needed a ride and uh I go there and they told me where to meet them and I went right to the spot and I waited. It took about probably about five, seven minutes or something like that. I waited and they came walking. So they walked up and, you know, I let them in and all that. And, you know, um, and it was like, so how's everything going? You know, how's things and this, oh, wait, oh, wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> You're not going to just, um, you know, send me to like voicemail, never respond, never answer, never answer any questions, never return a phone call, no this, that, and the other. And then you get up in the car and you act like everything is copacetic. It's not going to, mm -mm, we need to have some discussion, some dialogue. They're just sitting there. And I'm like, you know, hey, so where you been? What's, what's been going on? You know, how are you, how are you just going to ask me for a ride? And then you can't even talk to me. Now, yeah, yeah, I know. I should have said this on the phone, but I was just like, you know, hey, we go, I'm going to work this out. I got, because I got this. <laughs> I got this. You know, like the early podcast. I'm too good to lose, right? <laughs> Not. So, um, and 
I'm like, what's going on? Um, we, we need to have some, some dialogue here. I mean, I don't understand, you know, how would you just think it's okay to call me, but then you can't have a conversation with me. And it was like, you know, why are you so worried about it? I mean, it's not such a big deal. I mean, you know, I called you today, right? I'm like, going, <laughs> I'm like, look, you, you know, you're calling me for a ride. That's why you really called me. So, um, yeah, so it was kind of quiet. And then it was like, are you hungry? I'm like, I'm like, why? You, you need to, you need to stop, get, you need to stop, get yourself something to eat. She's like, yeah. I'm like going, okay. So where you want to go? She's like, it depends. What do you want to eat? I'm like going, wait, 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 hold on. See, once again, I knew where this is headed. We not just all of a sudden, you want me to come out of my ends. I'm sorry, ends mean money, you know, spend my ends. I'm sorry, spend some money. So I was like, oh, look, you're not going to just ask me for, the, for these ends. Okay, so then you say, um, I can't remember where we went to eat. <laughs> I did, I did, I did, I did. We went somewhere to go get some to eat. And it wasn't nothing, nothing fancy, nothing like that. But still, um, you know, I just figured that, hey, okay, maybe you can, you know, we can talk over, you know, eating, right? You know, breaking bread, maybe we can talk. Work this thing out, you know. And I'm just like, man, what's up? You know. And they would skip over everything that was pertinent. And when talk about, you know, how school's going, there's a meeting today, and here's what happened, and this and that and the other. And I'm like, oh, wait, 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 hold on. Book the meeting. <laughs> Book what's happening at school. I want to know, um, you know, what's going on with us. You know, what's going on with you disappearing, you know, you know, being a POW, you know, a prisoner of war in your own house or wherever you were at. I mean, MIA. I want to know what's going on. And yeah, uh, I was kind of I was feeling some kind of way and, and finally got to the point where, you know, since you don't really want to enjoy us really talking and spending some time together. Well, you know, why don't you just take me home? And man. If I'm lying, I'm flying. I was so upset. You know, like, uh, what was that song said? You know what? I chilled. I chilled. I just kicked it. I did. I just kicked it. I said, I just said, all right. Okay, cool. I'll take you back to the pad. I'm sorry, the pad. I got to explain the pad. Look that up on Wikipedia. Okay, pads, not necessarily like a mattress pad or, you know, it, the pad is a term for house, home, your apartment, the place you live, you know. So I took her back to the house. I did. That's what I did. So I took her back to the house. And and I'm sitting and I get there and I really didn't want to I didn't want to get out. Seriously, I just I wanted to do that new thing that they do now. I really just wanted to get out, close the door, I'm out. <laughs> Literally, I I did. I really did. That's how I but I thought to myself, I said, shoot, if my mom was a real well, then again, my mother wouldn't let me do any of the things that I did. But more important, importantly, if I hadn't got out and did what I was taught, it wouldn't have been a good thing. So, yeah, I got out and, you know, walked her to the door. And she was like, all right, well, all right, well, thank you. Thank you for bringing me home. You see how you just heard crickets right now? That's exactly what, that was it. I was like, what? I was like, okay, all right, all right, okay, cool. So I bounced, I left, and I was thinking to myself, 
Why did I even come and pick them up? Why did I even do this? This is garbage. Dude, you just got, mm, I, was, I was like, uh, I, was, I was upset. I was, but again, I was upset privately. I didn't do it in front of them. I, 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 I kept it on the, on the low, low. I kept it on the hush. And, um, yeah, I was, I was upset until later on. I think it was about a couple of days later. I found out that they were seeing somebody else. Somebody else I knew. I mean, literally, I really knew. And I'm like, I'm getting played like that? Is that what this is? I'm like, all right. Now, mind you, remember what I said earlier, that you're, you've been waiting for your turn. And in waiting for my turn, you know, in my mind, I'm not going to run around. I'm not going to be, you know, talking to a bunch of people. I'm not going to be doing this, that, and the other. I mean, if I'm going to talk to this individual, I'm going to talk to this individual. And that's a wrap, right? I'm going to try to do some of the things I should have always been. I'm going to try to uh, not be so selfish. I'm going to try to do this, that, and the other. And many of us, we do that while we're waiting for our turn, whether it's for a relationship whether it's for our business, whether it's dealing with our children, whether it's dealing with your marriage, um, whatever that is, we think about uh, things when we're waiting for our turn. So I said to myself, I won't be um, what I used to be or what I could have been or, you know, so I was like, you know, I'm going to try to, I'm going to do this right. And then you do this right and you get burned. And it's tough when you try to do everything right, you get burned. You follow all the protocols and precepts to launch that business and you get burned. You follow all the protocols and things in training and reading books on how to parent your children and you get burned. You follow all the protocols. You follow all the SOPs, the standard operating procedures for your job, your position, and you get burned by the very person you're making look good and you get burned. And man, I, man, I got burned. I was so upset. I mean, literally when I really found out what the truth was, I was so upset that what ended up happening to me for several years, I would literally talk to people just so I can dog them because I was that hurt because of one person, one person dogged me that bad that I would talk to different people just to hurt them so that they would feel what I've felt so they can harness what I've been harnessing so they can carry what I've been carrying because I was hurt. I was broken. I was messed up. My feelings have been hurt. And many of you right now are going through different areas of your life where you're hurt while waiting. Or you've been through a thing where you have tried to follow all the things that are laid out before you the right way and you've been hurt. But sometimes we're hurt because, you know, as they say, we reap what we sow. Because prior to meeting this individual, I wasn't the type of person who was always on the, the straight and narrow. 
I wasn't always the one that was just going to talk to you. I wasn't always the one that would uh, just, you know, call you every now and then. I wasn't always the one. So I also forgot about what I had done to others previously. So even though I straightened up, sometimes, as they say, what goes around comes around. So, yeah, I had planted a bunch of seed in my past and planted a bunch of seed, some of some good seed and some bad. The sad part about it is you can't control all the harvest that you receive, especially if you don't know what you planted. (laughs) Man. And here it is in this particular season of my life. I was reaping what I had sowed previously. But I wasn't thinking about that. I, I really wasn't. I should be honest. I, I wasn't thinking about it. I wasn't thinking about what I sowed. I was thinking about what was happening to me. And I think many times we forget about the things that we've ever done. We forget the things, the people that we robbed. We forget about the people we've cheated. We forget about the people that we weren't nice to, we weren't kind to, that we weren't loving. We forget about the time that we were rude and we gave somebody the bird and we cussed somebody out. We forget about the time we cut that person off back in the day or maybe last night, yesterday. And then when you get cut off today, all of a sudden you want to have a brawl in the middle of the street because we forget about the things that we have done. Yeah, man, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I forgot. I forgot. And the sad part about it is we really didn't forget. We just didn't want to remember it <laughs> because it's a choice, right? We were all, we're all here. We're, we're able on a daily basis, minute by minute, hour by hour to make choices. And sometimes it's the choices that we make both good and bad that sometimes they're reflective on us a little bit later on. And yeah, I was, I was, oh man, I was, I was, oof. you know, the, the term that we use today was lit. I was, yeah, I was, I was that, I was that. And, you know, and I got into a bunch of different things. I got in, Yeah, I did. I did a lot of drinking, not necessarily because of that, because I was kind of doing that too. I mean, bef- even way before, that type of relationship. But, you know, I had really start diving into it a little bit more. I, re- I really did. I really did. I really start diving into that because a lot of times we dive into things looking for a way out. Mm, yeah. And the sad part about it is the first time you try it, especially dealing with drinking, maybe drugs or whatever that is, those painkillers, that first high, that first release, that first uh, drunkenness, that first, you know, weird feeling. Um, you're just like, ooh, I'm in euphoria. You're just in that feeling. You're like, ooh, all the cares of this world are gone. And I'm just in this feeling because I'm trying to escape something that has hurt me. I'm trying to escape something that has killed, that has um, really put pain on me. You're trying to escape those things that hurt you. And uh, yeah. And I was escaping that. The sad part about that first high, that first drunk, and that first this, that, and the other is you never get that again after that first time. And then you find yourself day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, trying to chase 
the same original high, that same original drunkenness, that same original painkiller that you had the very first time. And then you become an addict. You become a drunk. You become an alcoholic. You become addicted. And mine was alcohol. It was alcohol. It was. And no, I wasn't running around with a fifth of Henny and and whiskey and all that. But uh, my my thing was just, I did a lot of beer, a lot of a lot of beer. Um, yeah, yeah. It wasn't wasn't a good thing at all. Um, but that's just that was my mindset. That's where I was. That's where I was because. As you say, you know, the song goes, you know, looking for love in all the wrong places. And it wasn't even about a female interaction. It was a simple fact that I actually wanted somebody to just genuinely love me for me and accept me. And then the moment you put yourself out there, the moment you uh, put yourself on the table as a spread, they let you wallow there and allow you to spoil. Ugh. I mean, yeah, it was it was, it was a bad thing. And, and I just was just going through a lot of things in my life because of that, that one particular instance. Yeah, I would find people and I would just, I would dog them. I remember there were times where I would find somebody, uh, there was a particular individual that I was speaking to at the time. And um, I mean, but just enough to get them hooked and let them go on purpose i mean get them so and i'm like yeah got you knowing good and well i really wasn't interested in the first place and the sad part about it is there's a lot of men out there who are not interested in the first place maybe you're a man and you're listening right now and you're not even interested in the first place in the first person you're trying to talk to and the person you're trying to seek after because you're hurt yourself because you're broken because of a previous experience, because of a previous something that has happened to you and you're going through this issue. And I'm here to let you know you are out of control. Yes, I was completely out of control. There was one time where I grabbed somebody and not grab, not kidnap them, but I picked up somebody and we we're on our way to go somewhere. But the reality of it is we really weren't going to go. I took them and I let them out at the nearest bridge and took off. Seriously because I was so messed up in my mind. I was so messed up in my spirit. I was so messed up in my heart. I was broken. I was broken. And man, I tell you, um, it was a rough time, a rough time. And it was only later on that I realized that sometimes you have to, as they say, come to yourself and realize that the methods that you are using are not getting you anywhere. And all you're doing is hurting other people and creating other hurt people. There's a lot of people that I had to come back to and apologize. A lot of people I had to come back and to talk to. And a lot of people I had to come back and actually share my story about just being, being hurt. And what caused me to be hurt through relationships, through friendships, through family. Oh, my God, I don't even want to go there. That's a whole segment in itself. Because your own family have a, can have a way of, of uh, hurting you. Your own family can turn their back on you without saying nothing to you. And, you know, especially if you're a family person and you love family, being left out, that, that's, a, that's a hurt. 
you and everybody else gets the message that there's a get together, there's a party, and you were the one that was left out. And then the rest of your family is asking you, hey, how come you weren't there? Because you were never invited. <laughs> it happens. But one thing, as you get older, you realize that life happens to the best of us. There's some things that we control, that we can control, then there's other things we can't control. There's decisions that, that you can make that you can control because that's within your control. But how people respond to you, you can't control that. And any time that you're relying on other uh, methods and methodologies about doing things and you're following a herd of people, you're just going with the flow just because you're not listening to understanding. You're not listening to knowledge. You know, and sometimes that gut, ooh, that gut will tell you, mm, this is not the right person for you. This person has an agenda. This person is not too cool. This business is not going this way. This person is really only after their money. They're not going to do right. Sometimes when you see now we have the, the time and we have the technology to research. We have the technology to research. We can research businesses. We can research investors. We can research this, that, and the other. But when was the last time that you took the time to take an internal research and say, you know what? Yeah, I'm out of control. I, I should have handled that a little bit differently. I should have did this a little bit better. I should have maybe not talked to her that way, talked to him that way. You know, sometimes we're out of control even on our jobs. We look for others to treat you right, but then the people that report to you, you treat them like garbage. You know, you want to be you want to be at the front table. You want to be highlighted. You want to be accepted. You want that new office window. But do you treat the people that work for you slash work with you that make you look good? You treat them like as if they don't even hardly exist. And the only time you speak to them is when you want something or need something from them. And only thing you know about them is their name. You don't know their uprisings. You don't know their downsettings. You don't know their giftings. You don't know what they're good at, where they need training. But yet and still, you want to be treated like a top-level person. And it's only in how you treat people. It's only in how you do things with others that you can be the type of person that you need to be. And you'll get back what you get out. Because if you, I mean, if you don't put nothing in it like you're supposed to, you're not going to get it back. It's just what it is. You know, in order to achieve anything, you got to put something in it. I mean, if you want to reap a, a good harvest, you have to plant good seed. Because regardless of what you plant, if you plant bad seed, you're going to reap a harvest of a bunch of stuff. And it's not just going to be seed. It's amazing how you can have an apple or a watermelon, or cantaloupe, um, with seeds in them. And then you can take that one seed out of that apple, out of that cantaloupe, out of whatever that fruit or vegetable is, put that in the ground. And what sprouts up is a stalk. And the stalk or tree will have multiple branches and on that branches many leaves and on the many branches and leaves will sprout either fruit and or vegetable and it's not one it's many out of one seed when was the last time you looked over your life 
And when you're looking back at what you've planted before, you're looking at your harvest now. You're looking at sometimes why your relationship is not what it is, why the business is not what it is, why the um, marriage is not what it is, why your children act the way they act or not, why a family is the way it is, why your housing situation or financial situation or credit situation is what it is. But I ask you this, have you taken the time to look at the seed that you put in the ground? Have you taken that time to look at that seed or seeds? Because sometimes, you know, we previously in our lives, and I know a lot of people won't speak about what they've done previously. They, pre- they talk about their successes, but they don't talk about what they went through to, before the successes. Or they don't talk about the houses they lost before they became a multimillionaire investor. They don't talk about all the complete failures that they had before they made it rich. They don't eat. They have a, a nice 35, 40 year marriage now, but they don't tell you that they went through two divorces to have it or a divorce to have it, or we went through separation for nine years before we finally got back on track. Or we know we don't talk about, Hey, our children are doing an outstanding job and this, that, and the other, you know, they're great. They're either lawyers or doctors or they have their degrees or maybe they're investors or business owners or entrepreneurs, but they don't talk about that before that. One of them was a drug addict. The other one almost tried to commit suicide. And you understand what I'm saying? And we share a lot of the good points of our lives, but where a lot of people stay hurting is because they don't ever hear what you went through before you got the good points. They need to know where you've been, that we've often heard it said, in order to know where you're going, you have to reach back and know where you've been. Where have your ancestors been? Look at the seeds that you previously planted because you may have planted some great seed, but then prior to the great seed, you planted some not so great seed. And some of the harvest you're reaping now is because of the not so great seed. And you're still waiting on the great seed that you finally changed your life around. You're waiting for that to come to fruition. And it's a struggle. But the point of this is that you must not go out of control. I've heard somebody says, you know what? I just want to give them a piece of my mind. I'm here to let you know you don't have a piece of mind to give them because you need all your mind. You need the whole piece of pie. You can't afford to just give away one piece of your mind on somebody who don't deserve it. At the end of the day, you gotta worry about you because there's a lot of people right now that are waiting on you. They need to know that somebody actually cares about them, that somebody actually loves them, that somebody wants to help them. So share with them and let them know, no matter what you do in life, don't go out of control. I'm Sean, your host. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode, Up and Coming. And as always, be blessed and take care.